Chapter 3. The Confrontation on the Coast I've heard so many stories about heroic Australians fighting in the wars, but why aren't there any stories about heroic Indigenous people fighting to protect their land, their freedom and their future? The more I find out about Tanaminawait and Morbolhina, the more I wonder why their story is kind of forgotten. They were younger than me when they witnessed massacres in their homeland Tasmania, were brought over to Melbourne, then broke away from the colonists and their protector, George Augustus Robinson. But who really knows what was going through their minds when they made that escape, heading down to the Dandenong Ranges, then out to Wilson's Promontory. seeking passage back to Tasmania. If I put myself in their shoes, I would be seeking a passage back uh, home. And I truly believe that these young men and women were seeking just that. It's such a daring escape, especially when they knew the risks they'd be taking. They embarked on a struggle of resistance, but the difference was they knew how to fight. That's Joe Toscano. He stumbled upon the story 10 years ago, and he's been consumed by it ever since. Who knew what was in store for Victorian Aborigines, who saw they had no future in this new society, who decided to strike out. They knew how the colonisers think. They understood the brutality, because most of them have lost most of their families and their clan members. And in a very short time, they were causing consternation in the Daninongs, the Mornington Peninsula. Tanaminawait and Mubohina and the three women were very aware of um, the possibility of being shot on sight. They were already on the run because they had burned down some huts and stolen guns on the way, so they were being hunted themselves. This just sounds like a lose-lose situation. How long could they last like this? Hiding out in the bushy coast at Wilson's Promontory, not far from squatters, settlers and whalers, who all would have had guns. Things had to come to a head sooner or later. The group of five shot at a group of whalers in the area near Wilson's Promontory. One whaler died immediately, the other was injured, and then he had to be killed by hand with clubs and things. We don't actually know what was going through their heads or what actually happened at that moment and what caused Tanaminawait and Morbohina to kill those men. But all we do know is that they will end up dead and they were the blame. The question is, did they mean to shoot the whalers or were they kind of acting in self-defence knowing that they would be shot on sight because they were being hunted down anyway? Why did they have to do it now? Like, how come they chose to kill somebody at Wilson's Promontory? It is the southernmost point in Victoria, but do they know that they couldn't get back to their homeland? They might just have had enough of being chased and thought, well, why can't we do the chasing? I, I just wonder whether it was a matter of whether they wanted to go out and try and resist the inevitable because of the expense of that would have been many lives lost. Or were they seeking another way out? News must have spread fast because there's a note here in Robinson's diary days later October 14, 1841. He says, Received a letter from His Honour, 
of the murder of two white men by two Van Diemen's Land natives. And then six weeks later, he mentions them again when they were finally captured. This was really hitting the headlines now. It had been a six-week period of pursuit and they'd managed to evade various parties who were out looking for them. Um, Police, locals, the local protector were all out trying to find them and then Aboriginal people were brought in as trackers to try to find them. Eventually they did surprise the group of five. That's when they found that they'd amassed a huge arsenal. (laughs) They had a cast which they could use to actually manufacture bullets. The women were captured, then the men were forced to give themselves up and then they were taken back to Melbourne. 